0: Welcome to Quotable, a female millennial entrepreneur podcast, the show by and for female millennial entrepreneurs who are building and running thriving, successful businesses while living life to the fullest. I'm your host, Alessandra Polina, owner of Quotable Media Co., a PR and media company. After nearly 10 years of building a PR agency, I've learned a lot about business and entrepreneurship, but the most valuable things have always come through conversation with other women who have been in it too. And I want to share all of that with you. So sit back, fill your coffee cup up, and listen in. I wanted to just let you know or give you a reminder, depending on how closely you've been following along, (laughs) that I am relaunching my DIY PR course this um, next week. I think from when this goes out for in November, we are relaunching the course itself and we are making some updates on the course. We are raising the price because even as it is, it is undervaluing everything that is in there. Um, and with the updates, especially there's going to be more new stuff, some bonuses, things like that. Some things just being kind of cleaned up and updated for, you know, whatever, 2021. And I am going to be offering two, included calls to live calls to anyone who signs up in the first week of November during the official launch, but also to anyone who happens to listen to this podcast or otherwise be a part of our existing community, um, who signs up before then. And the price is going to be going up on November 1st for that official launch but if you get in now you will get in on the with the current price before it is raised and you will still get those two free calls and access to the course forever no matter what updates ever end up getting made anything that gets added to it through the years um so if you're considering doing PR for your business having someone do PR for you, you can buy this for like your assistant or, you know, somebody who works for you or with you or at your company. Um, or if you want to do it yourself, or if you just want to be more knowledgeable about PR and how it all works, even if you don't want to do it yourself, even if you're going to hire an agency eventually or whatever, um, highly recommend you signing up for this. Now you can find it on our website, quotablemediaco.com. Obviously I'll put it also in the show notes here, but I just wanted to let you know, if you have ever considered either signing up for this course or doing, you know, doing your PR at all in general, um, now is the time to do it. And I hope to see you there. And it's going to be a cool group of people, I think, which, you know, will be a great, um, little cohort of people to be starting this course with at the same time, especially with these calls, you'll get a chance to see them and stuff. So I think it'll be fun. And I hope that, um, some of you sign up and join us there. One of the most important things to figure out is what to pitch each person you're going to reach out to when you're doing your own PR. Um, so what we're talking about is when you're reaching out to media and you want to get them to feature you in some way, to write a story about your brand or you or your business, whatever it is. Um, one mistake that I see people making sometimes is coming up with all their ideas for pitches and then trying to just pitch them to the outlets they want to be featured in. Not that coming up with topics and then matching them to outlets is necessarily a bad thing in and of itself, that can be a fine strategy if you actually have a strategy behind it in terms of figuring out what that publication really makes sense and in what way it works for your story. But you can't just assume that it will be, that it will be a good fit and that you will find, like, that that publication makes sense for the story you have in your mind. And you can't just assume that the first person you find at that publication is going to be the best writer for your story. So it's a lot more nuanced than that. And that's what I want to get into quickly today. So I want to think about how to know what to pitch to who and like some of the little tips and things to look for in order to make sure you're tailoring your pitch in a way that makes it the most Most likely, you know, ups your chances as much as possible for being well-received and actually having the outcome that you want with it. Um, You can work both ways, knowing what your picture story ideas are, you know, first and then matching those with outlets or writers that make sense for them. Or you can find writers or outlets who you think would be interested in your story, like in kind of your general, you know, your general story, your general brand, and then develop a specific pitch directly for them. So those are kind of two ways to look at doing it, to go about it. Usually the second option is the best bet because it can be easier to tailor it in that order, I think, Um, you know, finding the person who, who seems like they would be generally, you know, an outlet or a specific writer who writes about that general kind of thing and then tailoring your pitch directly for them, um, can be easier to just make sure you're tailoring it well, I think, because you're, you're crafting like your pitch with the person in mind, but you can definitely do it the other way around too. If you're careful about that, you know, you just have to be really honest with yourself about, If you're finding the right contact for the story you want to tell because it's obviously easier to create a pitch for a person knowing what they like to cover, like what I, you know, that's like the second way, crafting a pitch for the person once you already kind of have the general idea of what they cover, than it is to match an existing story idea to the right person for it because if you just don't know the person yet you know it takes that can take us a lot of research to be like here's my story idea now I need to find a person to fit it um but I mean they both take research so you know both ways it's going to take a little effort so I don't mean to discourage um one over the other if that feels easier to you or if you know I feel like this is definitely my story and it's not worth um you know pitching it in any any other kind of angle of it and so I need to find a person you know a a writer or an outlet that's going to fit this exact kind of story and you're willing to put in that research to find the best person for that that works too um yeah so I mean it takes a little bit for both there are things we can do to kind of make sure we're finding the best person for the pitch and make sure we're we're going to write our pitch in the best way so let's just jump into some of the things to keep in mind when we're going to when we're doing that so how do we know when we're doing PR, like who, yeah, how do we know who to pitch or what to pitch, what to pitch, uh, who, (laughs) who to pitch what or what to pitch who, right? That's what, is that what I'm trying to say? Because it's not as easy as just coming up with your story and sending it to every outlet you want to be featured in. It's just not, you can do that and you might get, you know, a couple of bites, but you're going to ultimately get less coverage than you would if you were, if you had more, you know, if you were putting more effort into it, basically, if you're putting, having a little strategy behind it and putting in the effort to actually um, tailor your pitches and um, yeah, because it's going to come across like you are actually trying (laughs) so you could get a couple bites just sending to places um that you want to be in but I just feel like you're going to waste a lot of your time essentially um and you're going to be wasting the time of the writers and they're, they're going to take you less seriously you know next time if you do try to to be more strategic about it but you reach out to the same people even if you send them a great pitch next time they might not want to bother you never know um But yeah, there's, there's more to it than, than that when it comes to reaching out to the right person in the right way to actually get them to want to write the story, because that's what we're really talking about here. That's really what the ultimate goal is. Um, and we all know that writers are getting hundreds of pitches a day. So even just having a great story isn't enough to get them to choose to cover yours. It needs to really be one of the best stories and one of the best pitches that they get this week or even this month depending on how many pieces they work on at a time or what their cycle is, you know. Some people are doing several articles, you know, a week. Some people are doing a couple a month, depending on, on what they're, where they're writing for and what their situation is. So either way, they're getting way more pitches than they can be writing stories about. So you need to make sure yours makes sense and is really like the best and gives them a reason to, to reply and to work with you on it. And so this means being really specific about the person and about the pitch before you make it. So a few of the things to think about are, first and foremost, look at the sections of the publication. So if you have a sense of, you know, you want to be in this publication, maybe you have a list of a couple, you know, magazines or websites that you've seen um, that you would just love to be in. And that's fine. That's totally fine to come at it with like, you know, I really want to be in this. I want to be able to say I was featured in this publication or, you know, to be like, I know that my ideal clients or my best customers are, are consuming this kind of media. They're reading this, they're watching this, they're listening to that. So I want to be in there. That's part of my plan is to be in one of those publications so that I'm getting in front of them. That's a perfectly fine way to do it. But what you need to do is look at the sections of the publication. What do they cover? What categories are there? Do they have certain, you know, certain sections, certain categories within those sections of, you know, the basic topics that, that their stories fall into? And what do the stories look like? You have an idea you want to be in this outlet, and there's probably a reason for that. Something you've seen or the kinds of articles you already know they do, but look carefully to make sure which category or which type of story would work best for you. And think about how you could pitch yourself to fit in with the way they write those stories. Because again, you could have the best story in the world, you know, a really compelling pitch, but if it doesn't fit in to the category of, you know, outline of how they already, how they cover pieces, it's not going to make sense. The writer's not going to be able to fit you in somewhere where it just doesn't fit. So if you can find... A natural fit and specify that in the, in the pitch too. you know, say, you know, I think my, you know, my story would be perfect for, you know, the, I don't know, the finance section of your, <laughs> whatever it is of the, um, publication and, you know, get as specific as you can. You know, if it's like, you know, I know you guys do, um, I know they're, you know, the, the, entrepreneur section entrepreneur spotlight section of the website and I noticed that you do a weekly you know peek inside my day um article with an entrepreneur like be as specific as you can in terms of where exactly you see yourself fitting in and where you see your story fitting in naturally to the to the pieces they're already working on because that just makes it really easy for them to picture exactly what you're asking for really easy for them to see how well your story makes sense for their publication. And yeah, that just, it shows, that's just something to look in mind. If you don't see a category that makes sense for your, for you, then, you know, you could love the publication as much as you want, but it's not going to matter. Um, like, it just doesn't matter if if it doesn't make sense for the publication because they don't have, like, a category that covers your topic, then you should probably find, look for something else. Like, there's probably, you know, and I, of course, I never want to speak in, um you know, never want to say like, definitely don't do this or never want to say, you know, if it's going to take 10 more minutes of your time and you think it's really worth it. Cause I mean, I can't think of an instance off the top of my head, but you think there's really a reason why they would probably cover your story, even though it doesn't like really fit into the sections that they have. I mean, you can go for it. You never know. Sometimes somebody can figure out a way to make something work, but for the most part, you don't want to waste your time. You don't want to waste their time. And so be specific, see where you fit in and be, and, and tell them, and tell them what that is. Um, another thing to look into is, is looking at when the, when these articles come out. So do they do a product review only once a month? Um, did you see something about a product, you know, once you saw, you saw like that, uh, similar product to yours was maybe in this publication or like said, like as seen in blah, blah, blah. But when you looked closely, they don't really do product reviews, maybe it was actually about a big launch or about a funding round or within a gift guide or something like that. Um, not just like a, you know, a feature on a product because those are, those are all fine things. And and that's great if you can get covered in, in one of those ways, but it's just something to keep in mind because those are like very specific types of articles. And just because somebody did one story on a product at one time, doesn't mean they often do so you just want to approach that correctly you don't want to go into it as like I know you write about like this kind of brand and that kind of product and so I wanted to tell you about mine and then like you look closely and they just happen to have done one story like about that kind of product once um, or like as I said the the story was really around like that brand raising round of funding and it wasn't really about, you know, the product at all. They don't really do a product, um, you know, focus. They really are the finance person who writes about new funding for brands or something like that. So you just want to be careful to look at those kinds of things and make sure that, you know, you're, you're coming at it, in the right way so that you know what you're you come across like you know what you're talking about and let you actually pay attention, pay attention to what they write about because if they just helped put together the gift guide once a year, you know, maybe they contribute to a gift guide and so like it came up in a Google search that you did um and it looked like, you know, under products. But then maybe you know that could be fine. Keep that in mind. Maybe they will help with that every year, but save your pitch for for the gift, save it as to be a gift guide pitch, not like whatever else you were thinking of pitching, um, and then target it very specifically for a gift guide or find someone else because they're going to think you're wasting their time. If you pitch them something like that, like after the holidays, like, or if you pitch it like when it's too late, you know, to have gotten in the gift guide and it's like, well, obviously they're not going to cover you now. Um, you know, if you can tell that that's the case or something like that. So, um, Yeah, you don't want to pitch them, like, after the gift guide's done and there's just no chance they're going to cover a product. You'd rather pitch someone else if you want to be in that publication, Um, which brings us to the next thing to keep in mind, which is to look at the different writers who write for the publication, who writes the interviews, who writes the product roundups or reviews or who writes in-depth, long-form articles Um, whatever the different types of pieces are, just be really aware of that. Again, there's, that's a good place to decide who you're going to reach out to. Um, and you just want to be really specific about that because again, you could see that somebody wrote a, looked like they wrote like something on a product. Um, but maybe it was really a, like, trend piece. And like, they really don't write about that kind of product in, on a regular basis. It was like a trend piece on, you know, how supply chains were, are being affected for this specific product or something. That's like something that's coming up right now. Um, so again, it's just about being aware. There's no right or wrong answer here. Like I'm not saying don't pitch the person who does the interviews or only pitch the person who does the interviews. It's just being aware of who is writing what so you have a good sense of that before you start pitching before and before you start deciding who to even reach out to so you might be approaching this outlet thinking you have an idea already too because you might have like jotted it down because you saw a similar article about a similar brand or something like that so you're like oh it was written by you know so and so um but I urge you to still revisit this just do another little round of research because there might be someone better. And just something to keep in mind here, too, is that writers bounce around so quick. So even if you saw that somebody did an article on a similar brand to you, and it seems like, you know, very, like, they definitely seem like the one who makes sense. If it was last year, they might not even, they might not write for that section anymore. They might not even write for that publication anymore. Like, you you just need to do at least a quick round of research almost any time you're going to pitch somebody at a publication because they change so quick and their, their, whatever it is, like their niche can change really quick. Their focus can change. Or as I said, like they could be at a whole different publication. So you just want to make sure what they're, what they're doing these days, what are they up to? What kind of stuff have they been writing? Um, and, and yeah, just see if maybe, maybe there is someone better. So double check who's writing what. And who really seems like they make the most sense for you, even if you thought you already knew. Um, And that also brings me right to the next thing, which is to look at what they've written recently. And this might be kind of obvious. This is something we've talked about a lot before when it comes to pitching. You should always look at what they've written recently. I mean, that's how you're going to know if they're the right person to pitch. But a couple things to think about, too, are... Are they a staff writer? Is this their main job? They write for this publication all the time. Are they an editor? The editor usually has more of a say on what actually gets written about, whereas a staff writer, if you're going to pitch them directly, they probably then still have to go to the editor to ask if they can do that story or to kind of essentially pitch the story to the editor and see if it will fit within their, you know, calendar of, of what, you know, whether if it's a print issue, like will it fit inside the next issue? I mean, if it's a print publication or if it's, you know, online, like, will it fit within their calendar in terms of, you know, what needs to go up, you know, be published in the next week or the next month. If, they, it, it works, this works differently in like every publication too, so you don't know for sure. Some staff writers have total say over what they're going to cover and they can say yes or no right away if they're interested. Um, some do need to like run it by their editor or wait until they have a staff meeting like the following Tuesday to, you know, throw out all the ideas and see if that story will get approved. So it depends in terms of your timeline because you need to know, you know, they might have to wait. They might not know right away if they can even get back if they can even um you know commit to something. So that's good to keep in mind. Um or do they freelance or do they also write for other publications? A lot of people write for multiple publications right now. So if so, again, totally fine. There's this is no like one is better than the other or right or wrong or anything like that. These are all just things to be aware of, things to be Looking up and keeping in mind, because if they do write for other publications, you need to remember in your pitch to specify what publication you're talking about, what publication you're asking them to write about you in, um, or they won't know. Or if they write on the same topic topics for like many different publications or a couple different publications that would all make sense for you, you truly think you could fit into, um, anything, then you can specify that too you can say that you want to work with them for any of their publications and maybe they have an opening in one you know but not the other or or, you know one that you wouldn't have thought of or something like that and if you're just just as happy to, to get your story out um in any of those publications that can be fine you might have more um of a chance to get something published sooner than if you were specifically only looking for one certain publication that they write for. Um, just because, you again, you don't know what their timeline is like for different different deadlines they have going on with different outlets. So keeping that in mind is really important. I definitely see people who just find somebody on the masthead or find somebody, you know, sometimes, you know, if it's an online publication, there will be a clickable link on the person's name and you can find their information. And then just assume that means they work there. But that does not, that's not the case with writers a lot of the time. A lot of the time they write for many publications, even if they like do have a little bio right on the website. Like that doesn't mean they're a staff writer. So you just want to make sure you're approaching them in the right way. Again, most. Most, um, importantly, I think in for what I mean by that is specify the outlet because you don't want them to be confused about what you're even asking for by not specifying what outlet you're talking about and, um, yeah, just specifying if you'd be open to different outlets, um, just being aware of what their, their timelines may be and that they might need to, um. You know, they might not have an immediate say over doing it or not. So those are some of the things to keep in mind. Um, Yeah, so you can find most of that by seeing what they've written recently, where they're writing. Try Googling them, even if you find them on a website, you know, for that specific outlet. See if they have a personal website a lot of writers do even if they are a staff writer but often especially if they're freelance or write for multiple publications they'll often have a website where they have more information about them they might show some of their recent work they might have that that might be where you find their contact info but again it's just all part of getting to know them part of all part of knowing what they're all about and you'll be able to write a better pitch if you have a sense of who they are so if they have a personal website definitely check that out. So those are all things to kind of look at in terms of who they are and how they write. Um, And then lastly, I think this is kind of the last main thing I want to touch on. Make sure if they do or don't have a specific niche within the topic they cover. So something I see people do a lot is say, oh, well, so-and-so wrote about this or so-and-so writes about that. And sometimes there's a little bit more nuance to it again. And it's just making sure you're picking up on all the cues, making sure you're really having a sense of what they're really realistically going to cover. And not because we're we're not getting anywhere by fooling ourselves into thinking, oh well they write about makeup, so they're gonna they would make sense to pitch for my makeup brand. Because not everybody who writes about makeup will be the right person to cover your makeup brand some people have really specific niches especially within a broad category like makeup and I'm just made that up off the top of my head there are tons of broad categories that just came to me um someone who looks like they write about makeup might actually focus on clean beauty so you don't want to pitch something that's not that some of them focus really on, um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the term for it, but on, on buying products, like they, they, um, consumer, consumer products like that. I can't think of the term that they use, but there are people who like, they don't write articles about a product, but they will tell you which product to buy. You know what I mean? Like something like where they focus on shopping, like where to buy this or that for the spring or, um, new, you know, new products that are available for purchasing. Um, but they would never write like an article about it or they would never do even a review on it. Like there are just very specific sometimes, um, very specific people for, for different specific pieces of the, of that puzzle. So, um, let me see. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to pitch something that just doesn't fit them. Maybe they only cover like really, you know, major drugstore brands or something like that, or they might only do launch news. That's pretty common that someone who writes about something like a broad topic like makeup does like really covers launches or like new updates like new products so pitching an old product or like a more general story about your makeup brand it's just even even if there's something really cool about it it's just not something they would cover in that case like they don't they aren't able to they probably don't have the okay from their editor to cover anything that is not like a main launch or yeah, like a new product dropping, things like that. That's what they cover. So it's just, again, being aware of these things, um, seeing how specific this person that you think might be good, like good to pitch is. They might focus on mainly indie brands or mainstream brands or black owned brands or insert whatever specificity, like whatever... Thing here, like brands, like that might be what they focus on. Like, if you really dig deep into what they cover, and yours just won't apply. And again, there's no right or wrong here, it's not a good thing or a bad thing, it's just being aware of will yours apply or not. Like, if this is not something they will cover, there's no reason to be upset that they're not going <laughs> to cover your brand, but there's no reason to email them. Um, I mean, again, unless you think there's some reason that they would be particularly interested in the fact that your brand exists and they otherwise would never know about it and you just really want to get it on their radar, but you're not necessarily specifically pitching for them to write about your, you know, product or brand right now, maybe. But again, like, for the most part, we don't want to waste anybody's time, ours included. Um, so yeah, there's, it's just, it's just being, it's just knowing what to look for. So you can be sure you're being really specific and pitching the right person because the fact isn't even that, you know, they're going to be mad at you for pitching them if they, if they aren't a fit. It's just that you want to make sure you are pitching the right person. You want to make sure you're pitching the person that is the fit so that you can actually get a good story. So I'm not like trying to make you feel bad about all these things you might not have noticed before I picked up on, or you might be like, these are all really obvious things and and that's great. But, um, but they are all things that I see people doing (laughs) a lot. Like I'll see people, you know, somebody will run their media list by me or some people they're thinking of reaching out to, or I see it a lot with, you know, the interns that work with us. Um or even just, even other PR people, like, just things that people, maybe you didn't pick up on, um, because you just have to know what to look for, and that's totally fine, and it's the kind of thing that you get a lot more used to over time, you know, just by doing it, you'll start to see, like, oh, um, you know, I thought this person would be good, but, you know, you just kind of know quickly how to drill down into a couple of these things to see if they look like they actually might be likely to cover it, um, and it just, yeah, it's just about being able to be as targeted as you can so you can get the right stories. Um, and knowing how to, you know, once you know all of these, these different things, which I know is kind of a lot, you might have to read through, listen through this again. I just kind of threw a lot of different questions for when it came to each category, At um, uh, you in terms of things to just look at and think about and be aware of, but it's all just part of those are things that will help you tailor your pitch. Again, no right or wrong. It's just those will help you tailor the pitch a little bit more once you know those things about the person or about the publication. Um, and and there's probably a lot of other things, too, that I'll think of later that I should have said. Maybe we'll do a part two if I, if I do think of them. But I, those are kind of the main ones that I feel like I go over with people the most. Um, and I did... I will just mention that in the last episode that we did um, about authenticity in PR and just how to approach people in an authentic way when it comes to your media outreach, like that could be worth re-listening to also or listening to if you didn't listen to that one yet. Um, Because again, these kind of all just feed into that. These are all things that are going to help you put together a more authentic pitch, help you form a more authentic connection because the person that you're that you're finding, you know, the media list that you're going to end up with at the end of the day, after you've done this, after you've approached your outlets and story ideas and things like that in this way, by thinking about who, who you're going to be pitching and, and what, um, now you want to approach them in like an authentic way that makes sense and makes them want to do something with you so that that episode is kind of all about that um, and that could be worth listening to again so I think that's everything um, yeah I mean I guess it goes without saying but yeah we're talking about like knowing what to what to pitch to who so once you've gone over, um, kind of all those questions and and looked at the different people and place and different things in the publication different types of stories you can get a good sense of you just will get a good sense of what kind of pitch will make sense for them is I guess what I'm trying to say you know based on the stories that you're trying to tell based on the thing that you want to get out there about your brand you'll be able to have a sense of what kind of pitch will resonate with this person with the people that you've come up with you know because you've looked at the publication and The categories and who's writing what, and you'll have a sense of what of what to pitch them based on all of those questions and all of those things. Now that I've said all this out loud, I feel like I want to make like a worksheet or something for this. Like I want to make like how to find the right person at an outlet, and then like what questions to ask yourself to put together which you know the best kind of pitch for them or something. I don't know if I could. It's so so much of it is really like using your best judgment based on the individual situation and the, and the specific person and publication. But the way I said, it just made me feel like there should be some kind of like workflow worksheet that we should put together for it. I'm going to see, I don't know if that is feasible. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much what I wanted to say about that. So let me know if this makes sense. Um, let me know if you have any questions. Let me know if you try, um, you know using some of these questions for yourself some using some of these ideas to put together either a specific pitch for the person you were thinking of of right of of emailing or finding a right person a, a right person in um, air quotes to pitch at a certain the publication you were like thinking you want to be co- featured in um, once you've thought about all of these questions And, of course, I'd love to hear if you actually, um, do it and get featured somewhere. So reach out, let me know, there will be a, um, you can leave a comment on the Instagram post for this episode, and I think that's it. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe to Quotable, a female millennial entrepreneur podcast, wherever you listen, so you won't miss the next episode and leave a review on iTunes. So other people will be able to find us easily. Also, don't be shy to get in touch with me or anyone you've heard on the show. We're all about connecting and our Instagram handles and contact links are always in the show notes or online at quotablemediaco.com slash podcast. If you want to join the community of other female millennial entrepreneurs, Join our Facebook group by searching female millennial entrepreneurs on Facebook. Talk to you soon and see you there.